I'd like to begin with a, a ha'ara, a ha'ara with an olive, <coughs> that uh, we mentioned last year, I don't remember, that we, uh, I saw in the Sefer Pre Tzadik, Pre Tzadik is a Sefer from the Tzadik on on Komish, he brings down from the Rebbe of Lublin, said the following, says, we know that every yantiv, and there's a specific one, there's holy zmanim, there's a certain zman, zman of a yantiv, yantiv generates a certain kriya satara. The, the, the zman is ma'ara the kriya. The reason we lay in certain parts of the Torah is because it's a certain zman. And then he says there's another thing called that the kriya is ma'ara the zman. Meaning when we read that kriya satara focuses on certain yamim taivim, so that, or certain events that happen, that could be Ma'ur, the Zman, the Kedusha of that time, is Nisara through the Kriya Satara that comes at that time. Therefore, he says, practically speaking, two weeks ago, Tarshas Bhai spoke about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So that's Ma'ur, the Zman of the beginning of Pesach. Last week, where we read about Kriya Siyamsov. So the Kriya Satara is Ma'ur, the Zman of the end of Pesach. And this week, where the Kriya Satara is focusing on Kabbalah Satara, so it's being ma'ara the zman of Kabbalah Satara, which means that a person could tap in on this Shabbos with the proper achana, <coughs> a person could tap into some of the art that we get on the Yantav of Shabbos. Some of that, some of that light, some of that hashpa, and it's something that, you know, who wouldn't want another Shabbos? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to take advantage of that amazing day, of that amazing time? The truth is that the parsha has three main parts. The first part of the parsha is talking about Yisrael. That's the first parak. Parak Yitches is when Yisrael joins Klal Yisrael, and all of those events. The second part of the parsha, Parak Yitches, is talking about the hachana for Kabbalah Satara. And then Parak Chaf is talking about Kabbalah Satara itself. So what was that hachana? What was that preparation? We want to be ready. We want, hopefully, that this Shabbos, we could tap into that. The Kriya should be Ma'ur, the Zman of Shavuos. But there was preparation that was done. Some of that preparation, there was preparation of Kedusha, there was preparation that involved a certain level of precious, certain level of Tahara. But also HaKadosh Baruch tells us what he thinks of us. <clears throat> That's what happens at the beginning of, in that Parakut The Asher Bachar Banu Mikola Amim, HaKadosh Baruch tells us he chose us and why he chose us. We're Mamleches Kohanim, we're a Goy Kadosh, we're an Am Segula, one amazing thing also, you know, the Pasuk tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu warns over and over again, make sure that you put a, boundary, a border around the, around the mountain that nobody climbs up the mountain. Because what's going to happen if somebody climbs up the mountain? They're not going to make it, right? They're going to die. So the Lashon of the Pasuk is that if somebody will climb up the mountain, the concern is, V'nafal mimenu rav. Pen yersu, Make a border, warn the people that they shouldn't, in, a, in an impulsive way, run up the mountain, Leroy's, to see what's going on at the top. Because many of them might fall. Rashi says, Why many? The concern is an individual. So Rashi brings down, Whoever will fall, whatever amount will fall from Klal Yisrael, even if it's an individual. Kutch Barko says, I'm not only concerned about the tzibor. I'm concerned about the individual as well. Even a yachid, even an individual is considered to me, Rav. 
This is all the hachana, the preparation that we need for Kabbalah Satara to believe in ourselves, to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu believes in us, that He, he's, he tells us, He's machshev us, even an individual, even a yachid, we're an amsagula, we're mamlechus kahanim, goy kadosh. And then there's something else, and this is the nekuda that I'd like to focus on. <clears throat> the Pasuk says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, Va'ata, it's a perkyot test, Pasuk hey. Va'ata, and now, if you listen to my voice and you keep my bris, you'll become an amsagula. Why is Hashem telling us, and now? What and now? What is, what is the word va'ata coming to teach? It's a famous Rashi. Many of us know this Rashi. Va'ata, Rashi says, and now, meaning you have to accept upon yourselves now that you're going to do it no matter what. Why? Beginnings are always rough. Beginnings are always difficult. Therefore, if now you accept it upon yourself and say, from now, I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it happen, it will become sweeter afterwards. But you have to be ready to go through the difficulties that come at the beginning, not to get afraid of those difficulties, not to, to uh, run away when they happen. He doesn't say only the beginning. Every time there's a new beginning. It's kolas chalas. Whenever there's a new beginning, it's kashas. So we're here. We gave an off Shabbos. Rather long off Shabbos. Almost everybody's back from last week's off Shabbos. Uh, still waiting for the last couple to come back. So there's definitely a feeling of a new beginning, of a new aschala. What does a person that... You know, Lee and Haru, we have six new bachim that joined the yeshiva. Um, you haven't noticed them. Make sure to notice them. You know, make them feel welcome and warm. There's haschalas, there's new faces, it's a new beginning, and a new haschala brings with it a certain freshness, a certain excitement, a certain, certain anticipation, but it's also difficult. Shkala haschala is kashas. You ever wondered why? Why do beginnings have to be tough? Why does a person have to accept upon himself, despite the fact that I'm feeling some difficulty? And whenever there's a new beginning, there is an element of that. Why? Why does it have to be that way? So bepashtas, bepashtas, it's like a litmus test. The story goes that when Rabbi Chaim Velazhna wanted to open the yeshiva in Velazhna, so he went to his Rebbe, the Vilna guy, to get Rishos. And he was all excited. He was explaining to him why and what he's planning on doing. And the Vilna guy says to him, I don't think you should do it. He's a palmet of a Rebbe. His Rebbe told him not to do it. He didn't do it. But two years later, he goes back and he tells him again he wants to open the yeshiva. And why? Of course, I think you should do it. He says, So why two years ago did you tell me not to do it? He said, you were way too excited. It was going way too easy for you. And I was wondering, why was the Yitzhahara letting you do it? Why wasn't he standing in your way at all? I think there was something over there. There was some sort of an ulterior motive. I didn't think you should build the yeshiva with that. Now I see, you know, you have certain hesitations. You're nervous about certain things. Yitzhahara is already doing his thing. Okay, if he's doing his thing, I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. I think you should start the yeshiva. You should go and build it. Maybe kolas kolas kashas idea. The reason that beginnings bring with them challenges is sometimes it's a good sign. You have to wonder if there's no challenge, if it's not difficult. Why would the Yetzirah be giving you such a free ride? Why wouldn't he be standing in your way at all? Kolas kolas kashas. It's a way for a person to realize that this is a worthwhile thing because uh, there is a little bit of pushback. But I think that goes a little bit deeper and. To bring this out, I'll tell you of a different Misa. 
and then we'll come back to make some diukim in the psukim. There was a yid one time who came to the Rapshitz of Rabbit, to Naftali of Rapshitz. And he comes to him and he says, I feel so broken. Why? He says, I'm sick. Medically, things are not going well. Not only am I sick, my family is sick. We're broke, we don't have any money. My kids are, have their issues, they're not giving me any nachas. Everything's going wrong. Everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And he says, to top that off, I'll be makabal all the Yisurim be'ava. I'll be makabal whatever the Rancham throws my way. But I'm not davening the way I want to daven. I used to daven much better. And I used to learn much better. And mainly you have to give me the Yisurim, but I, I feel like I'm not a Yid anymore. I feel like I'm not a Ben Torah. I feel like I'm not an Ovid Hashem. And he breaks down. And then he looks at the Rebbe for a little chizuk. So the way the story goes is, so the Rav says to him, well, the problem is, that you want to daven the way you want to daven. And you want to learn the way you want to learn. Maybe you should consider davening the way Hashem wants you to daven and davening the way Hashem wants you to learn. So what does that mean? He says, if you're in a bind, you're in a difficult situation, you're in a matzav, you don't necessarily want to be. Bunchon could have stopped it. He could have put you somewhere else. He could have made you somebody different. So what does Hashem want from you now? In your current matzav, daven the best you can. In your current matzav, learn the best you can. Be pleasant to other people the best you can. Everything that you're doing, do it in your matzav. That's what Hashem wants from you now. Hashem's got malachim who could praise Him in the most unbelievable way. And Hashem's got gedolim and tzaddikim who do that. And sometimes HaKadosh Baruch wants to see when the, when, when, when the odds are against you, how do you act then? How do you daven then? You can't concentrate. You can't daven the way you want to. Says, but daven the way Hashem wants to. Within this matzah, learn the way Hashem wants it. What does Hashem want? He doesn't want you to be meyayish. He wants you to do the best you can within this matzah. That's a person who's doing it. I'm doing what Hashem wants. I'm an Evid Hashem. If he puts me on this front, the person's fighting in a battle. Sometimes they relocate a soldier. A soldier doesn't decide where he fights. He doesn't decide which situation he deals with. I'd prefer to fight. And this kind of a thing, that kind Wherever they send you to battle, that's where you go. But I'm going to fight. What do you mean? But if I'd be fighting, if I'd be at the top of a hill, I'd have so much more of an advantage over the people under. Why do you have to be at the bottom? Well, because now you're at the bottom. We need you at the bottom. And you won't have as much of an advantage. You won't have as much power as you would have if you'd be somewhere else. But that's not what we need. We need somebody to do the avoid of the way. So the Rapshitz said, when he said over this, he explained the Mishnah in Perkeavas. The Mishnah in Perkei says, don't say, Al-Timer in the second paragraph, don't say, that when I have the time, that's when I'll learn. <coughs> says the Mishnah, because maybe you won't have the time. See, he says, you know why you won't have the time? Because HaKadosh Baruch what he wants from you is to learn when you don't have the time. So what's going to happen? You're always going to be waiting for when you have the time. But until he gets that from you, he's not going to give you the time. Shema loitipane, maybe you won't have the time because what he wants is in a matzav of loitipane that you should do it. Quote one more source. There's a sefer called Be'er Ma'im Chaim. Wonderful sefer on Chomish. In the Be'er Ma'im Chaim in Pashas Precious, says a similar idea. A mizmah shiliyam a Shabbos, something that we say all the time. We say it tomorrow night. We're going to say it on Shabbos a few times. Kihina yoyevecha Hashem. Kihina yoyevecha yoyevedu. What does that mean? Hine, behold, Hine, Ayavecha Hashem. He says the Pshat is like this. When a person will realize, sometimes when we have Ayavim, 
An ayyub is something that comes to, to fight us, an enemy. Situations that are difficult for us. And what many people do when they're in a difficulty, they don't stop complaining and just wishing things would be different and feeling sorry for themselves. When a person realizes, but, and just hoping that, and then they never get out of the matzah. He says, Hashem. Realize that the ayyubim that are coming to you, it's Hashem that's sending them. And therefore, what does Hashem want? He wants you to do the best you can within that matzah. And if you do, you'll do what you're supposed to do. You'll do that mission. And those enemies, will dissipate. Because that's all. HaKadosh Baruch wants to see, are you an Eved Naman? Are you going to be a loyal soldier? Even when, things, even when the gong's rough. Even when you're not able to produce the way you wish you could produce. The way you know you have produced before. But you're not going to give up. You'll do the best you can. And that's not just okay. That's That's what he wants from you now. If you realize that those oivim that come are Hashem, then you'll do what you need to do, and he'll take it away. He'll give you, say, okay, you know what, you were good in this matzah, now we'll give you, we'll give you a lighter matzah as well. That's a deeper understanding of kalas chalas kashas. Kalas chalas kashas is not just to, that if you don't see the Yitzhah fighting, you've got to be nervous. But kalas chalas kashas means that Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to be oivet Hashem, not on our terms, on His terms. Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to learn, not on our terms, on His terms. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's not. I'm in it for Him, I'm not in it for me. This is something unbelievable. This is a, it's a small ha'ara, you tell what you think of it. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to the top of Har Sinai to give the Torah, there's a lot of talk in the Pesukim about the cloud. There was a cloud over the mountain. Perkutes, Pasuk Tes, Hashem says to Moshe, Hinei ba'ilacha ba'ave'anan. I'm going to come to you in the thickness of a cloud. Pasuk Tezayin. It was on the third day after Hashem spoke, which is the day of Kabbalah Satur. V'anon kaved alahar. There's a thick cloud on top of the mountain. End of the parish again with this cloud. This thick cloud. Moshe nigash alaharafel. Moshe Rabbeinu goes into this dense cloud. And Rashi tells us it's, it's all the same cloud. It's the same cloud. The density, the cloud, the cloud, the darkness, the what was so busy with the cloud? So the Baal Aturim, all the way at the end of the parsha, on the word El Ha'arafel, the Baal Aturim says El Ha'arafel is the same gematria as El Hashchina. Ha'arafel is Hashchina. Interesting thing. Also made an interesting dig that he says El Ha'arafel is the gematria El Hashchina. Which word could he have deleted? Ha'arafel is the Shchina. He doesn't say that. He says, El Ha'arafel is El Hashkina. According to what we're saying, a person needs to realize, but Dafka, when you see that there, are the, there is darkness, when you see that there is a cloud, when you come to be Makabal the Torah, and a person says, I'm accepting it upon myself, like we said before, Va'ata, I'm going to do it. And then all of a sudden, a person is faced with darkness, and a person is faced with confusion. You say, Why is this happening? I thought I'm, I thought I'm doing the right thing. It's exactly what it is. Don't be, we shouldn't be, sometimes we have ideas and we have imagery and we know things are going to happen a certain way. And we have to have a moon in the Rebunjim, he's not trying to hurt us. Rebunjim's telling us, but this is also okay. I want you to embrace your matzav into the darkness, into the cloud. And that's how you're going to get close to the Shechina. El HaRafal is how you get El HaShechina. Not just that HaRafal is Shechina. Shechina is amazing, Shechina is beautiful. But you want to get to that Shechina, you have to be ready to go into the cloud. And if you go into that cloud, and despite the fact that it's gloomy, and despite the fact that it's cold, and despite the person says, despite that I'm going to do it, 
You go El HaRafel. That's how you're going to get El Ashkina. That's how you're going to be able to get to it. It's not so much about what I'm doing. It's about how I'm doing it. It's about the fact that I am doing it. What I, I would love to do on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd love to produce. On this, we'd, all, we'd all love to produce. And Rebunshim will give us those opportunities. But it's not about that. My point is I'm doing what I'm doing as an Eved Hashem. I'm doing it as somebody who's trying to get close to Hashem. So it's not so much about what. It's not so much about the accomplishment. It's about the process and about doing it. And about believing in myself and realizing that as long as I'm doing it with good intentions, Rebunshim is not coming to trip me. He's not coming to hurt me. But I have to embrace it. I have to realize that I'm Chavit. I am an Am Segula. I am somebody who's important. Even I'm a Yachid. Me the Yachid. The individual. And Rashi says, Rav, even an individual. Chashav Lefanei is so important to me. Kerav. As though, <clears throat> as though he'd be many. I said before that there are three parts to the parasha. The first part is Yisrael. The second part is Kabbalah Sat- is the Hachana for Kabbalah Satara. And the third part is the Kabbalah Satara itself. But there is a fourth part. The very, very end of Parshas Yisra, there's a fourth part. Shem says, if you're going to build a Mizbeach, so this is how you do it. So you build a Mizbeach, you make a ramp. Don't make stairs, don't make a ladder. It's not the way you climb up a la- the Mizbeach. If you do that, you're going to be Megala Yerva on it. The person has to climb up a ramp. Why a ramp? What's wrong with climbing up a ramp? Again, the Pasuk seems to say, Rashi says, I'm so what's wrong with, with, with climbing upstairs? Rashi says, because when you climb upstairs, they didn't wear pants, they didn't wear socks, so be able to see, be able to see the legs. I'll tell you something that I, I, I believe that I have said this before, but I think it's so important, especially in light of what we were just speaking about before. We all know that the reason for wearing trailers, those who are to wear trailers, and the time that we are to wear trailers, the reason for wearing trelis in our tzitzis is because the color trelis, Gemara says, reminds us of the color of the sea, which reminds us of the color of Shamayim, which reminds us of the Kisayah color. <coughs> many of us are not wearing trelis. Many of us don't see the sea. But we all see the Rakia. So why don't Chazal just tell us, look at the Rakia, and then you'll see the Kisayah, you'll think about the Kisayah cover. And what's the answer? The answer is, if you want to get to the Kisayah cover, you have to do things step by step. Person, very often we want, we want to be able to see everything, we want to be able to experience everything right away. Person has to realize you've got to go step by step. Start with what's closest to you. Something on your baguette, get used to that. It'll bring you to the thing. The sea at least is on planet Earth. The sky is above planet Earth. And slowly but surely a person builds himself up. So in the Sefer Maranayim, he says a beautiful thing. It's in Parshish Lech Lecha. He says that if you take a ladder, and the ladder goes, let's say a, a a fireman's ladder. You have a ladder, you put it down on the ground. It's almost vertical. It's almost straight. And you climb up. He says you could do that very quickly. You could just climb up all the steps right away. You were down here, and then you're all the way high up. If you want to get to the top of the Mizbeach, you want to really achieve Kirvas Elokim, closeness to Hashem that's going to last. That's not something you can just race up. You might get to the top. You'll be there, but it'll be very easy to fall. He says the way to do it is to climb up a ramp. Because if there's a ramp that's going on such an incline, you're going to come right down. You can't climb it. Go up a ramp, a ramp that has a steady incline. You walk step by step by step. Gradually, when you're ready for the next step, you'll take the next step. It's not something that you get from point eight. It's not a realistic expectation. We get frustrated because when we have the Kabbalah and we feel that I'm ready to do it, I want to do it, I'm in. I have a Kabbalah. I cleared my schedule. 
this is going to be the semester that I don't have all these extra things in college, and this is going to be... And then all of a sudden a person realizes, well, it's not so, it's not so easy for me. All that the Rabbanu Shalaylam is saying to you is, first of all, like we said before, whatever you're doing now is what I want. This is really the mission I want from you right now. I know you're a little impatient. Second of all, it's if you do things step by step, you don't jump into all of it right away, you take things, Bahadraga, you go step after step, that's going to linger, that's going to endure. We shouldn't be misspelled from it when it happens. Kalas Kalas Kashas is not a threat. It's not just like a testing us. Kodesh Baruch is giving us the ways. El HaRafo brings us El HaShtina. I'm mentioning this, I've spoken to Mamash this week, to Mamash to a few Hebrew here, in the, to Kabbalah Satara, I was going to cover the whole different angle. But a few people this week are in Matzav, and it's not making sense. They've done all the right moves, and they, things should be brighter, things should be stronger. Why is it that after everything I've done, I still feel like I'm in a... All that the Rabbanu Shalom is saying is it's a new beginning. I'm giving you a new beginning. There's new openings over here. Number one, embrace the matzav I'm giving you. You're doing this because you're an Eved Hashem. And if you embrace it and you do it to the best of your ability, you'll be able to shtayim. It's what you need now. It's what the world needs right now for you to be that. The second thing, the second aspect is, if you talk to do things, maybe the Rabbanu Shalom is saying it, you need to slow down a little. Do things. You think you could be what it... Slow down. Do it step by step. Climb up the ramp. That's the fourth part of, of, of the parasha this week. Climb up that ramp. Don't be misspelled. Don't even, yes, you wish you could be higher. Climb up step by step. And that kind of godless will bring a person to the top of the Mizbeach. You'll feel close. Your tefillah will eventually be the tefillah you want. Your learning will be the learning you want. But take it step by step. A beautiful shot. Thank you very much for the